Welcome to the Wealth Building Made Simple podcast with Philip Washington, Jr. Today's episode is brought to you by Rife Martin CPA. Today, along with Allison Rife Martin, Philip talks about the economics of tax loss harvesting. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance. And now, here's Philip. We are back with another episode of Wealth Building Made Simple, powered by Rife Martin CPA. What's going on, Allison? You know, I was going to say we're getting close to the end of September, and it's nice to be in cooler temperatures. And, you know, here I am still wearing sleeveless shirts and thinking, trying to remind myself of the hot, the hot days of the past summer. So... Anyway, it's been a great day so far. You, you know what? What I, I'm I'm asking this question tongue in cheek uh, because like the weather people can't figure out if it's going to rain tomorrow or not because that's just really tough to predict. But like, what are they saying about winter time this year? Is it supposed to you know supposed to not be cold or colder than normal? Like, what are the thoughts? Apparently, the farmers' almanac says we are in for a doozy of a winter. So. If you haven't started thinking about how to prepare for the winter, you know, set aside some, I don't even know, trim your trees, get your, you know, insulation in. Ooh, insulation is a great tax credit, potential tax credit for your house, by the way, too. Hmm. So even this is a perfect time to start thinking about, you know, getting your house winter ready. So, um, you know, I keep thinking of good tax topics like uh, during the topic, but we definitely got to do an episode two on like. Uh, electrifying your home for renewable energy because I like research the cost of like buying Tesla power walls and everything and it's it's like eighty thousand to a hundred thousand dollars to get it uh, set up and there's some tax savings but I was like I need to talk to Allison about this because it seems like it's gonna be beneficial long term but like the tax part we should definitely do an episode on it. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, just sit there and think uh, like solar panels. That's like an easy one. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a huge savings. But is it, you know, again, like I guess like anything is, is the tax savings worth the big investment? You know, do you have the cash flow to support it? Again, don't let the tax tail wag the dog. Not everything has to be about saving taxes, much like our topic on tax loss harvesting. Absolutely. That's <laughs> Let's talk about it. Tax loss harvesting. And the part beyond the immediate tax savings is the interesting part, right? So let's That's talk about it. That's what I was, was going to say. So do a lot of your clients that you talk with uh, talk about, is this a good time to ta- do tax loss harvesting? Or or what's the best time or most common time that financial advisors talk with their, their clients about this? Do you know? You know what? So... Um, t- t- Everybody has their own strategy for doing it because, like, it's, 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 there's no like, it's an art and a science, right? Because, like, it depends on lots of factors, right? Like, this is an up market. And so, like, a lot of our investments are up. And so, in this moment, it, it makes sense to begin talking uh, towards the end of the year. But then also, we're fully aware of each individual investment and then we'll automatically kind of 
go in and do it if it's advantageous for the few of our investments that may or may not, uh, you know, be down, right? And so, right. Um, you know, so it it uh, it depends. Everybody has their process, and there's not a one or right, you know. It's, it's, well, I was, uh, I was reading the articles about when to consider doing it, too. Sometimes there's an emotional element attached to it, too. Mm-hmm. You might have a stock that isn't doing well, but you have it because you have some, you know, affinity beyond it's just being a good investment. Like maybe your mom and dad always invested in that stock and you just don't want to give it up because it makes you think of mom and dad or whatever reason. So, um, but tax loss harvesting as a strategy is actually great. If you're talking about like you're in an up market and you're looking to sell some, liquidate some of your holdings um, that would generate a gain to offset, um, the capital gains, you would, uh, and minimize your tax bill or potentially minimize your tax bill is to look at stocks that you don't, aren't worth holding anymore for whatever reason that would generate a loss. So you could offset the gains against the losses that you can generate mm-hmm. from this. So again, say you sell stocks that have a gain of 50 grand, you're able to sell stocks at a loss for 50 grand. Well, the net impact is zero. Mm-hmm. So there's zero dollar tax impact for you. Um, so there right there is an immediate and wonderful tax uh, tax strategy to do. Um, keep in mind, if you only sell stocks at a loss, you can only deduct up to $3,000 of, of losses if that's all you had. So okay. if I sold stocks at a loss for 50 grand, and that's all I did all year, all I can recognize for tax losses is three grand. Can can you carry the rest forward for a period of time? Forever. Okay. So it's so there's so that might be a great long term strategy too to sit there and think okay, I, I recognize fifty or sold at fifty thousand in loss. I get to take three of it. Um, I can carry forty seven thousand dollars forward, and that might be great because I've got some other big event coming, big uh, capital gain event coming up in the in the following tax year that would be advantageous mm. to me. So there's a there's one of the nice long-term benefits of tax loss harvesting beyond the immediate tax saving. It's kind of like you need to work closely with your financial planner and your CPA to think what overall is the best benefit for me long-term. Because one of the downsides to continually focusing on loss harvesting is you're selling all your if you're selling your holdings at a loss this uh, reduces the value of your portfolio over time. So long-term, you maybe have all you have are when stocks that you bought low and you're selling them high and you have no other tax losses to take advantage of. Well, if you liquidate all those holdings at some point later in life, well, then you've got this big sizable gain that you got to deal with. Hmm. So it, you really want to be thinking not just for today, but long-term is this the right move to sell my investments that are generating a loss just to get the tax savings? So Right. And I guess whenever you're talking through this with clients, how do you, how do you determine whether it makes sense to sell at a loss or like last week you talked about donating it? You know, I mean, though, I mean, A, that's probably the reason why they should be talking to you with their wealth manager and investment advisor. But like, what's the determination between which one makes sense? I know there's variables, but like give me an example of when Maybe tax loss harvesting might be a better option than donating it. 
So again, if you know that you've got lots of capital gains, so like maybe say you you sold uh, sold your business, this might be the year to recognize, you know, as all your stock that sold it um, or that would recognize a loss. So let's say you sold, you know, your business and you recognized a gain of a hundred thousand bucks, and then your investment portfolio had had stocks that would generate fifty thousand dollars of capital losses. Well, the net here is fifty, so you're only paying tax on fifty. So there, so or the reason to hold off again would be like I was saying, you know, you're going to have a bigger liquidity event that would generate capital gains next year. We'll wait till next year to sell, or think, you know, think long term, like. What's this going to do to my investment portfolio if, if I want to leave it as an inher- as part of my estate planning tool? Those are things to really think about. So it's, you know, save for a rainy day, think long-term, what's, what's the best impact or best benefit for your family? Save tax dollars now, maybe, or, you know, be able to provide later for estate planning and inheritance purposes for your family. That's actually a good point because I would, I, as a wealth manager, I don't, I don't think enough about uh, tax life harvesting in context of like everything else they're doing, right? Uh, again, another good reason to coordinate with your, uh, with your CPA and your wealth manager because yeah, that, that, that would be a good factor in, and that would add another variable to the tax loss harvesting timing that we do that will coordinate with their, with their entire plan, right. Right. So, I mean, it's, I was, it, the whole, as I was thinking about this as a topic, thinking this right here talks about why you should never make any decision in isolation or in a vacuum, I think maybe is a better way to say it. Mm-hmm. Don't just, don't just let, don't let the tax tail wag the dog. Don't let the potential tax savings now be the only reason to do something. What does it mean for you long term? Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, so if we go back to the idea of the fact that we continually do this and all we're left with is our, our stocks or investments that are going to result in sizable gains, it does go back to the idea of to where we were talking about donating your stock to a charity of choice. So that might be another mitigating thing to consider if all you have are as a as a well you know portfolio of of capital gains. That's another way to, to avoid the, to minimize your tax on that one. Um, but again, I think it's tax loss harvesting is an appropriate strategy, but it just has to be thoughtfully implemented, um, keeping in mind long-term plans for your, um, clients. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, any, 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 any other, any other benefits beyond the tax savings that? No, I, I mean, that's really pretty much yeah, just it's one of those to me. It's, it's really What's the goal? If my goal is to retire with a cabillion dollars, well, sometimes, you know, you knew you made it when I have a cabillion dollars because I had to pay tax every year. But just make sure you're being efficient about it and taking into considering consideration the long-term goal. The goal is to have money, <laughs> you know, so <laughs> when we retire, so. Absolutely. Well, let everybody know how they could reach you if they if they want more information. Uh, you can reach me at my website, rifemartincpa.com, and you, or you can email me at info at rifemartinaccounting.com, and I'd love to talk with you about this. I do think tax planning certainly now is a timely time to do it because we still have thir- thir- 10 to 12 thir- or 10 to 13 Fridays till now just to make last-minute moves before the end of the calendar year. 
Absolutely. Well, thank you for sharing. No, this was a great talk. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance.